Uh, podcast world this is brandon bickmore your turbo lover this is the minds gym podcast we uh are here to assist in changing lives and hopefully change the way you see your world and to create some peace and love on this beautiful planet i'm here today with uh my little brother chase uh we're here to uh uh hear a little bit about his story and and see what he's doing on this planet to uh, see the world a little more clearly. So tell me a, a bit about you, Chase. Where were you born? How old are you? Wow. Where'd okay. you grow up? So, yeah, Chase, Bickmore, Brandon's little little brother. I uh, was born in Salt Lake City. And, f- well, I guess lived here for a, for a few years. And then was uh, moved to California and spent a couple of years there when um, our parents were divorced. Right. So then uh, throughout that whole mix up and and, you know, coming back to Utah, parents staying in California, I lived the, the back and forth life for. What was that? Probably till I was 12 12 or 13 or so, and then, um, yeah, I've been in Salt Lake ever since, grew up playing sports and hanging out with family and having a pretty good childhood. Uh, Tell me a bit about your life's journey recently. What got you to where you are today? What's been going on the last few years for you? Um... Oh, good question. I guess there's kind of a lot I, I, I that's that's gotten me to this point, but um, I don't know. Life's, life's changed for me a lot over the last five years. So I got married five years ago. I've spent a few years before that in corporate America, you know, kind of doing what I thought was best to get everything in order and then be married and, um, you know, trying to trying to decide. They're trying to figure out like life's best journey for me, but um, but what's got me to this point is is living a living a life of thinking that things were supposed to work out differently than they have, and it caused a lot of um, you know pain and suffering and. A lot of uh, a lot of quiet depression. Like it, I, a lot of people probably wouldn't have picked that up about me, but I don't know. So, anyways, the the last few years, it's it's um, I don't know. What has it really been? I don't know. Explain to me, like, what does quiet depression mean to you? Yeah. So our listeners can understand what quiet depression means. Yeah, um, quiet depression for me meant, you know, like trying to trying to put on, like like people wouldn't have known that you were depressed, right? So I would, you know, I, I kind of picked my times to to kind of get away, and when I would get away, I'd stay away for, or like stay, you know, boxed up, or I always used to. One of the things I did years ago was stay in a room for a long time, um, or three days, you know three, four days trying not come out. But, um, when I did come out, uh, uh, you know, I tried to put on a face that not too many people would have known about. So, um, yeah, kind of, kind of quiet depression. Hmm. Um, and what caused your quiet depression? I don't, I got, I got to spit out a lot of stuff on here that, that we that we might not be able to share. Well, yeah, you can push pause if you want. No, I'll, I'll yeah. put it on here. Yeah, and you don't even like push pause for a second. Towards your uh, quiet depression. Yeah, um, what pushed me towards that was was golf. So I grew up playing golf and um, played it at a at a pretty high level. Uh, played golf in college, but uh, it it got to a point where 
you know, I just wasn't playing golf well anymore, not, not, not doing it like I thought I should have. And then I also had these expectations of others and, you know, think I needed to perform at a certain level for not only me, but everyone else. And it just started getting worse and worse and scores started getting worse and worse. And then I got kicked off the golf team and, um, you know, just, it was just, it was just a lot to deal with. It was hard to, it's hard to cope with life going in a certain direction when you thought it was going to go, um, in a different direction. So, and, and just, yeah, dealing with that is what put, would put me in my room for days at a time because it seemed like it was the end of the world. And what, what is that experience or that, uh, quiet depression? How has that influenced your life today? Um, I don't know. I think I, I think I got so tired of, you know, that of quiet depression that it, it led me on a journey to like do anything I could to try and find some sort of like peace and, um, clarity on the situation because it was over like golf I was playing every single day so it's depressed pretty much every single day all the time and it, it, it just got hard to live that way so um there wasn't even a time I don't even know if, if I've told you this but like it, it got so bad that I was going to golf tournaments and like taking um like the Byron Katie book I can never even remember like hitting a drive and then reading the power of now mm-hmm but just because it was everything was going so crazy, yeah. right? Power of Now is Eckhart. Eckhart Tolle. Tolle, though, right? Right. And, well, I mean, and the, the Byron Katie book. Right. But, yeah, I'd hit a shot, snap it out of bounds, and then start reading the book because, like, my whole world was falling apart. So just being that depressed, it just led me down this path of, of uh, you know, reading all the Eckhart Tolle books or Tolle, whatever his name is. Um, doing Byron Katie and uh, yeah so just just I don't know yeah just the de- the quiet depression led me on a path of trying to figure out like how I could deal with things better yeah the quiet depression pushed you into finding a better you for sure uh, a more a more peaceful me yeah right a higher more understandable clear chase help you understand your mind and your how you process information help it it helped me understand what i was doing to me cool um uh how have your uh, parents influenced your life up through today have to be brief with this be brief sure so with yeah so our parents are divorced and our parents are um, in my mind so vastly different so we've got a a father that's um, very charismatic very um, just a very likable guy but also very um, on the surface yeah very surfacey and then we've got a mom that's very into her very caring very into her emotions very kind of forward thinking and so it just seemed to be like two two opposite sides of the spectrum so um yeah like you know i think mom's been a good example of like showing us how to how to deal with our our problems and talk about it and get it out there and really see it for what it is and then I've also to the other side of that you know dad's I think shaped my life in a way that he very he very quietly let you do like he um he he let you handle your own stuff like he never had an answer for you he never had an opinion for you which you know, I, when I think about it now, I, I would say that he was very, he, he just trusted us to do or trusted me to do whatever I was going to do for me. And it gave me the leeway to figure out what was best uh, for me. Like yeah. I didn't have to take, I didn't have a father that was like shoving anything down my throat. I, he, he 
he let you figure it out on your own. He allowed you to just be. Right. Just be you. Right. And find your own path on this planet. And he just sat back and watched and was your best cheerleader too. Yeah. Right? For sure. Always showed up. Always there. Never missed a game, never missed a practice, never missed a an event. Always nope. there fully. Never missed a thing and I always I tell people too that don't know him like you know, like um growing up we he was never the type or we weren't the family type to ever be saying like I love you but it, but there was never a question in my mind that that dad didn't love us and not only did he did he not not love us my story is that he 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 loved us 130,000%. Yeah. But he would have never told you that. Sure. But he sh- but but actions speak louder than words, yeah. I guess. And now he's in a different point in his life where he is willing to share some of his feelings and he does say I love you. Yeah. As he's aged and we've aged and he's transformed a bit and yeah um uh what about um god do you believe in god good question um i don't know if i believe in god i mean i guess it's what's what's your definition of god but um what i've always heard or what god is i don't know if i believe in that which is like a person you know, up there running the show in a white coat and a, in a beard. So, um, no, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't say that I believe in God, but I also don't, I believe that something is other than us is, is running the show and creating this, this world that we live in and whether that's God or not, I don't know. Hmm. Briefly. Do you believe in, uh, like Satan or do you believe in hell? Does hell exist in the next life? Mm. I th- um so my thought to that is is the next life is this life and the hell I experienced here was was um was sitting in my room for three days and then telling myself what a horrible person I was and not being able to come out. And, um, so, so that was hell. And then the, the farther I've, I've looked into that, like the only hell that I think there is, is believing a, a, a story that's not true. Um, so I don't know about the next life, but I, but I believe, I believe now I can be in heaven or I can be in hell and the and the hell of my perception is believing an untrue thought that makes me suffer. And that'd probably be a negative thought, right? A negative thought. Because I'm not sure any thoughts are true, but the negative negative ones are painful. Yeah. Cause a lot of suffering and pain and hell. So believing a negative thought. Yeah, and the and yeah, so negative thought puts me in hell here, and uh, a positive, beautiful thought puts me in heaven. Cool. Um. Uh, do you have anything you do, uh, daily or weekly, to exercise your mind and help you deal with your daily stressors and anxiety that shows up for most humans on this planet? You want me to talk about the worksheets? You can talk about whatever you want. Or what's up? Sure. Just what do you do? What do you do on a daily basis or a weekly basis or whatever? What do you do when you get stuck? Yeah. Um, so if I get stuck, the only way that I've ever found to find some sort of peace or clarity on a situation or whatever kept me in my room or whatever's got me depressed was to um, fill out a worksheet and go through it so I don't know if that was if, if it's part of my daily routine but um, whenever something's really causing me some stress I go to the go to the worksheet and fill it out and and go through things and then what's what's super cool 
is we get to do group every two weeks. So that is part of the routine because that shows up every every other week and we get to sit there and fill out a worksheet, see what we're thinking. And, and then somebody's also kind enough to go through their worksheet so we can all hear it. Um, and the worksheets, uh, it's called the work. Uh, the lady that come up with the worksheets, the lady's name, Byron Katie. You can check her out at the work work.com but she uh, put together a worksheet that helps you uh, get you out of any situation on this planet that um, would cause you any pain anxiety depression any type of suffering no matter what it is um, helps you understand it and see it clearly and it takes about 90 minutes you do it with a facilitator with an experienced human being that's got a lot of practice in the work and you sit with them and they facilitate you on an experience that come up and takes you back to the situation, uh, the stressful situation and, and you allows you to experience for what, um, what actually happened, not what you think happened because your mind is so tricky. It puts a perception on, uh, reality and typically you don't see reality clearly until you've um, dug deep and done a whole bunch of soul and mind work to where you can see what's actually going on for you is on this planet's being done for you and not to you so it's a pretty neat um, way that we found the best way we tool we found on the planet to move you from hell to heaven for those of you that aren't familiar with Byron Katie and then uh, we do several other things also to keep our minds um, clear and uh, uh, fresh is a good word. Um, what do you think, Chase, uh, about uh, an ego? Like what is an ego? Do you have an ego? Um, what would be your definition of ego? And how does it, uh, your ego affect your daily life? Um, yeah, God, I don't know. Your, my, my ego is... I guess maybe the, the other... Shit, I don't know. The other side to my the, to my soul self. Um, yeah, what, I don't know. What is my ego? Help me with that. I don't know. I'm asking you. Maybe it's the little bugger in your mind that shows you where your mind's off. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm trying to decide if that's... My ego is what's um, maybe giving me all of these negative thoughts, or what's not what's giving. Me, yeah, maybe what's giving me all of all of the negative thoughts and things that I have to do and I'm supposed to be, and um, the negative things you should or shouldn't be doing, or or um, it's it's maybe I don't know. God, is it the little voice that's keeping you out of truth? Is it is it both of it? I don't know. Both of them. I don't know. What's the what is the definition? Off the record, what is the ego? I have no idea. It's a good question. The thing that that runs most humans, I think, most of the time, either run you're running from your true self, your higher self, or you're running from your heart, or you're running out of your ego, which is trying to hold all these identities up on this planet that are impossible to hold up and painful and exhausting. I, yeah. Okay. Um, a good example that I'm thinking of is, uh, like my ego would be the piece of me that, so I have a record player at home and, um, the, you know, I think it's so cool and I think it's, um, you know, it's vintagey and it's old and it's, it's, it's cool and it's awesome. But I, you know, I also, I like the ego piece of me is what wants to show that to other people to show that it is vintagey and it is cool and it is, 
you know, something I have that somebody else doesn't have. Like the, the ego is, is that piece that's trying to get its, its needs met. And the needs are already met. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, where do you think you live from most of the time? Your higher, truer self or from your ego? Oh, I don't know. I wonder what the what the percentage breakdown would even be, but I don't know. I, f- I feel like I do, you know, now I feel like I'm a bit better, but I'm probably, you know, I, don't, I, I mean, God, I'm so clear, unclear most of the time that's probably 70% out of ego and 30% out of true nature and really, really following what's best for me or best for my true self but I get so you get so wrapped up in the day-to-day being advertised to or social media or you're just bombarded with all of this other stuff and everything's happened so fast that probably act out of ego I don't know 70 80 percent of the time 90 Mm. um dude currently currently who on this planet stresses <laughs> you out the most um i have a wife that kind of <laughs> gives me a little grief <laughs> she's not listening to this though <laughs> but i do have a wife yeah that causes me some grief cool on occasion just sometimes very rarely very rarely most people on this planet their spouse never bothers them wrong <laughs> wrong Matter of fact, I can't think of a of a great example where they might have a great relationship, but the spouse isn't the majority cause of of the problems. Thank you. Why do you um, Why do you think uh, it seems to be that that in this uh, world that we currently are experiencing? Why does it seem to you that that our spouse is one of our number one triggers? Because it's the human on this human being on this planet we should love the most, uh, be the most patient with, but yet it's the one that knows how to push our buttons and trigger all of those. Uh, responses that aren't healthy for functioning out of your clear and right and unconditional mind so the, what why is what was the question why is my wife or why why do you believe that our spouses yeah. for some people are is your number one trigger on the planet when they are, are so live with you they're in your family yeah and they're the one we should be the most patient and caring and understanding with, but yet they're the one that usually puts us puts us over the edge. Why would why do you think that is? I think there's I think there's three pillars to that. One, um, be because you are with them all a lot. You're with them more than anyone else, um, which leads to the second pillar of you know you're you're completely comfortable with that person so there's like no holding back you're you're getting you're getting um no it's the wrong word to use but like no fakeness like they like they're less trying to put on a show they're just giving you the real kind of deal and saying whatever they want and not really holding back and then um i would say the third piece to it is that uh you know, because they're there so much and not holding back, you're seeing them so often that you're able, you're, you're creating them as the, um, person to, to show you the most. And, um, so I don't know. Show you the most what? They're there to, to show you the most of like who you, who you are, who, what, 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 um, to show you your mind and what you're thinking. And it, and I would say again, because it's because you're with them so much and, and they're not holding back. They're giving you the, you know, they're giving you the real peace. Could you maybe, um, I could almost correlate these two as we're 
talking through this podcast, but could your wife be similar to your ego? That's a good point. Like saying all, like your ego, you can only hear in your mind and your wife saying all of the things that your ego's already saying. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes your spouse is showing you where you're off, just like your ego does. It shows you where you're out of balance, where you're out of your true nature, and your wife's doing the same thing, but we at times put on our spouses that they're negative, out of line, but maybe they're just doing their bosh best job to show us a better me and also a better you. Yeah. And so did we get married to have wife to get married to have you got a wife, you got kids, white picket fence and a nice house and live happily ever after? Or do we marry our spouses knowing subconsciously that they're the ones that are going to push us to f- assist us in finding the true Chase or the true Brandon? Good point. It's a really good point. You know, like they're, they're, uh, and like we get so upset with the spouse, right? Because they're just, they're, they're repeating what you've already repeated to yourself. And yeah, like you say, subconsciously, maybe you, you go into that knowing that it's going to be the, it's going to be the best thing for you and give you that push to to get you back to yourself. So I'm down with that. It's kind of like signing up for a CrossFit challenge or signing up for a marathon. You know it's going to be tough, but you know when you get to the finish line, it's going to be all worth it because you're going to learn a lot about you. you learn a lot about how to how to behave and not and how not to behave. Uh, with a partner. Yeah. Very well, well said. Um, thought of that. Uh, what's another thought here? What's your thoughts on uh, education? Meaning Ooh. elementary school, middle school, high school, college. Yeah. Any thoughts on education? So, yeah. What it's done for you. You're a college graduate, the first of, we have five brothers, and uh, Chase was the first and the only to graduate from the University of Utah. Um, When you look back on it, uh, what did your education do for you? And what did your education, I would also say, not do for you? Um, yeah, my thought on education is is pretty simple. Like the one thing I think that it taught me by going to school and going to junior high and high school and college is that um, it it taught me that yeah, you have to show up. You gotta you're you you've got to go get the job done. Um, you got to be accountable and you got to be there and, you know, if you're going to go, you, you know, you do it. But as far as school and education goes, like I would say now that I don't even know if I learned anything from, from, um, from school, right? I like in, in, in elementary, yeah, I learned how to add and subtract and, and yeah, I guess I learned some stuff, but my point is, is that. I don't know that I really learned anything in school that's that's really affected or or really helped or changed my life other than I knew I had to go to school. So I don't know. The older I get or the more I think about school is that I everything's just so readily available at your fingertips and you can figure out anything. And I I just think that um I don't know, maybe maybe experiences and being out and uh, about and you know, would be much more valuable. And if you have to, you know, if you have to learn something or if you have to get something figured out, everything's at your fingertips anyways. And I don't know, I'm I'm cool if someone wants to go to school, but I think, 
you know, even with having my two kids now, if they don't want to go to school, I don't know if it's going to be a, a deal breaker for me. Why do you think you said you thought you had to go to school? You knew you had to go to college. Why? Who and what gave you that thought? I don't just, just society, I think. Like, um, my generation is like, you, you went to high school and then you didn't even think twice about it. You had to go to college. And... You know, so I don't know if that's that's parents or society or whatever, you know, what everyone's telling you, but you have to go to school to get a good education so that you can get a good job. And I went to school and and, and got a job, and it has nothing to do with what I learned in school. And I don't know if this is true or not, but I tell people this. I, I feel like, like the most successful people in the world dropped out of school. Or if you're talking... You know, like people want you to go to school and get a good job so you can make a lot of money. And the people that made a ton of money, all a few of them went to school, I suppose. But it seems like all these people didn't go to school anyways. They've all dropped out and figured out something to be monetarily successful. Meaning didn't go to college, right? Right. Didn't get a college degree. Right. Um, but it did teach me to show up. Yeah. Finish. Solid. Graduate. It's a good thought. Um, hopefully you, you learned at school to show up for you. Mm. Or is that a different school? They call that earth school? Yeah, that's earth school. You've been working on that for how long now? 34. 34 years? Earth school. Have you, do, what, what's your grade so far? At earth school? Yeah. I don't know. My grade is that uh, I feel like I'm getting better every day. But I don't know what that grade comes out to right now. Um, yeah, I don't know. The older I get, the... I was, t I was telling a friend today, too. Um, like, I used to... The older I get, the, fo the, the more I feel like I just want to be in balance. Like, I don't want to be too high, and I don't want to be low. I never liked the lows before anyways. But I don't ever want to be, I don't ever want to be too high because then I, then you have to come back down to the, to the median anyways. And so the older I get, I feel like the more in balance I'm becoming, which that to me feels better. And I feel like the older I get, the, I'm progressing towards, towards, um, balance. I feel like more and more each day, which is, which I feel like is my grade gets a little better every day. Cool. Good for you. That's all we can do is wake up <laughs> every morning and hope today was better than yesterday that we learned a little bit more. Sure. Right? As long as you're moving forward. As long as I'm not staying in my room for three yeah. days. Yeah. Yeah. One, one, one step at a time. Um, uh, by the way, good thought. Um, Every night you fall asleep, you die, and every morning you wake up, you're reborn. So every day you get a new shot at life. Because um, when you're sleeping at night, you're... basically are dead to yourself other than whatever you're believing and thinking and whatever you're dreaming. Then you wake up to a new world every single day. So I'm guessing that death is simla similar to taking a long nap or going to sleep to where you still got the dreams and you still got your, uh, let's say, mind. But you um, maybe leave your physical body behind. I think that's might be heaven um do you do you know like when you're asleep do you know that you're asleep because <coughs> you're out whatever you're dreaming about you're out doing right right and the mind's still going and during the day the mind's still going so is the is the day the real or is the dream the real because the mind never stops it's a good question are we dreaming right now and awake when we're asleep? Or are we awake? That's, uh, 
I guess good for this. Um, last night, um, Baron was laying in our room. Baron's Chase's little boy yeah. that's four. Yeah. Little stud. Little cool dude. And uh, he um, was was asleep, but... D- and, and as he's laying there, he's sleeping, and then he lets out this big old laugh, like chuckling in his sleep. Yeah, you know, so he's in, he's over there dreaming about something, and whatever it was, it was, yeah. it was getting him to laugh. It's amazing. Yeah, uh, totally asleep, doesn't even know he exists, and he's there he's laughing, laughing in yeah. his mind. Doesn't even know in that moment that he even has a body, no clue, or that he exists on this planet. No clue. But he's free, and he's laughing. Yeah, he ex- he in his mind he exists somewhere else wherever it was laughing, but it right. wasn't the physical body laying on his bed. Right. Out somewhere else having a good time. It's in another planet. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, kids are as close as you get to heaven. They come down from heaven or wherever they come from and they're not conditioned, they're honest. They speak only truth. And they haven't been conditioned into worldly thinking. So there's about as close as you're ever going to find to a human being that's, I could say, Christ-like, loving, honest, present, no past, no future. So as a confused parent, as we all get sometimes, it's amazing that we can yell, scream, spank, or abuse a little child because they're as close to heaven as anything that exists on this planet. Isn't there like a quote that, or a book of Mormon or a Bible thing, act like a child or what is that? I'm not sure. I'm not, I'm not up on my scriptures. You're not versed on scripture? That's why I'm uneducated, bro. Uh, here's another question. Um, what's your favorite movie? Of all time and why? Hmm. Favorite movie of all time. For lack of me not being able to think of some others right now, I really loved the Shawshank Redemption. And, um,. Yeah, I don't know. I I thought I th- I thought it was just uh there were so many there were so many different pieces to that movie and so much um I don't know, resiliency and playing your cards right and you know, obviously escapes you've seen it. Shawshank Redemption. When I was a little kid, I think, but I have zero recollection of what the movie's even about, so I the, the not guy a clue. gets put in prison because they think that his he killed his wife, but it was somebody else. So he's doing time in prison, but then works with the warden and does the book stuff and whatever. He escapes. Hmm. But um, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, yeah. You got to give me a second to think about yeah, that. Yeah, that's a tough question. We'll move on to the next one. Um, what would you do today if it was your last day on the planet? What would I do today? Um... If today was my last day on the planet, I would probably write or call or tell. I would call family and friends and um, just just let them know how how grateful I am for them and just uh, just be present with all of those people. If I knew today, if if today was my last day on the planet. After I got done doing that, I would spend um, I don't know, I guess I would I, I would want I would I would t- whoever wanted to go, I would go hang out on a boat. Really? Yeah. Where? The British Virgin Islands. Oh. You're lucky. Yeah. Not many people get to experience that place. No, it's one of the most beautiful do. places on the planet. Unbelievable. True, truly, if you ever get a chance to go there, it's like a bucket list. It'll change your life. Yeah, you amazing. probably won't want to come home. You won't want to come home. I've been there a few times, and I never want to come home. And the trips are never 
Never long enough. Um, why, if that's the case, how come you don't do that every day? I don't know, because I don't know if it's my last day. I still got time to do it in my head, but yeah, I don't know. Why don't we do that? We're busy. We got other stuff to do. We we're 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 bought into the story of all the other stuff we got to do, and that's it's the most important, and it seems the least important. And uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess it might be one word that holds you back from doing that. Starts with F. Fear. Fear. Oh, of going of writing the letters and going on the boat. Yeah. Yeah. What holds you back from living yeah. your best life every single day? Fear. Fear of I have to take care of a family if I move on a boat. How am I going to make money? How am I going to provide for these people? How am I going to take care of everyone? Um, how am I going to retire or er, uh, retire early with enough money so that I don't have to work? If I work now, then I don't have to work later. And... Yeah, you don't live your best life because you're petrified. You're scared. Fear. Fear. Fear keeps you from living. Fear keeps you from living. Fear is what's holding you back from living your best life. When you understand how to conquer fear, your world your world changes completely. So um, then your ego, is your ego fear? Sure. Yeah. I would I would guess so. Your ego will scare the living hell out of you. Scare the... Just, just so it can keep you at bay. Keep you from living your best life. Keep you from living you. What do you want people to know about you? When I'm passed away. Or today. What do I want them to know about You never me? pass away. Yeah. What do I want people to know? Yeah. Gal. Um, what do I want people to think or what do I want people to know? Uh, what, what, what would you like yeah, people to think of you? Yeah. Maybe that's a better question. Know about you or think about you. Um if I yeah, so if it if it was think, I would say you know, I, I would want people to think that I was kind and and generous and giving and helpful. Um Yeah, just a, a kind-hearted, good dude. And what would you want people to know about you? Anything in particular that they might not have a clue about? Um, that they might not have a clue about. I don't know. Good answer. <laughs> it's all right. It's all good. Uh, another thing, we're going to go circle back around to work a little bit. Do you love your job? Do I love my job? So I, I, I like my, I love my job from the standpoint of the flexibility that it provides for me. So my last job that I spent t- 10 years, at was very corporate America showing up nine to five, no breaks every single day. If you're going to take time off, you've got to let people know two weeks in advance. My current job is very good from the standpoint of, um, you know, it's very flexible. I can leave when I want, I can show up when I want, I can do what I want. Um, But do I, would I prefer to do something else? Probably. 
but I don't. But I, I, yeah, I don't know. Golly, yeah, I do. I, I enjoy it, but if I could be doing something different, I would. What would, what would be your dream job? Hell, I don't know. Um, I don't, I don't know. I did have this thought the other day, which I might have brought up, but um, I think it would be cool for a little while to back to the BVI. British Virgin Islands to have a boat out there and then be able to to show like have people come out on the boat and take them around for a week and just kind of show show them the area give a be a be a BVI yacht tour guide I think that'd be pretty cool take people out snorkeling show them the the Virgin Gorda and all those massive boulders that somehow got plopped in the Middle of the ocean from a volcano, right? Yeah. Cool. What uh, What would be your dream job? Or sorry, not what's your dream <laughs> job, but what's your definition of success on this planet? If I think about it long, like success, or um, right off the bat, I would say, you know, you, you if you were successful, you made a lot of money. The more I think about it, I would say. Like total success would be being, um, to me, would be being uh, very clear and very present. Like that would be the most success you could ever get, is to be to be present in the moment and see see everything clearly. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the one thing on this planet that gives you the most joy? Um, the most joy. So I love, like, I love my family. I love my wife and kids and my kids are amazing and they cause me a lot of stress too, but they're, they, um, are, are, they're so joyful and so awesome and bring so much joy. So I would say that. And, um, but then I would also say, I don't know, I'd love to, I like to read. I like to um, relax and take it easy and sit in a nice chair and have a uh, uh, cup of cup of tea and read and hang out and chill and relax. Massages, all the all the relaxing luxuries of life are fun. Um, tell me about the favorite. Uh, like you already told me where your favorite place that you visited. I believe we got that one clear. Um, where's somewhere that you'd love to go that you haven't? Somewhere I'd like to go that I haven't. I'm thinking of like a sporting event. So I think the Ryder Cup would be really cool to go to. I think the Masters is awesome. So I'd love to go to that. And then, uh, I don't know. I haven't looked into it enough to know where else outside these places that I've been that I would want to go. I'd like to go to the school for nine days, one of these days. The school of the work with Byron Katie school of Byron Katie is what he means when he says that Chase and I are huge fans of Byron Katie and that's kind of what put us on this journey of wellness and clarity and peace and much less anxiety than we used to experience on this planet much less much less um what's your biggest fear on this planet My biggest fear is maybe um I got a handful of those, but I would say my biggest fear is probably like being ki- like being someone coming into my house and like killing me and the kids or something. It's a huge fear, but then I don't like bears at all and I don't like snakes freak me out. 
but <laughs> that's my biggest fear. So death. Are you afraid death. of dying or just the the way that you die? I, I would say so more the way I would die because I don't know that I'm, I don't know that I'm like scared of death, but I don't want to I don't want to be like hurting and dying I guess or like yeah I don't want it to be a painful death. But I don't know that I'm really petrified of dying. I don't. I don't think that bothers me too much. What experience do you think impacted the the thought that you're afraid of how you're going to die? What is what occurred in your past that would cause you to believe that you don't want to die by some stranger coming in your house and and shooting you? And would you feel any pain if you got shot? Yeah, probably not. I don't even know. I, I would have to say like just like movies or um, news, like just hearing all the stuff that you hear. I don't know if it stems from stem from that or or what. Um, which is funny too, because like I mean, you never really ever hear about that. It's definitely never happened to me, or, or not that I've been killed, but no one's busted into a house and whatever. So I don't know where that. I don't know. I don't know. When was the first time you had the thought that that caused you to worry? Probably when I, when I like moved out on my own or like when I had my own house, like I never worried about it until I was probably like, and I don't, yeah, I don't know how much I have the thought, but until I was probably 27 or like when I got married, probably. Hmm. When you believe that thought, what do you experience? Um, you believe the thought somebody might come in your house and shoot yeah. you up. What goes through your mind? What images do you see? Yeah, yeah. I just, I don't know. I see someone slamming down the door and running upstairs and running into the kids' room and take getting the kids and like I don't even know what they want because there's nothing in the house either like other than they just want to kill someone so I just see someone coming in and wanting to kill everyone and and uh yeah getting I guess whatever they think they need in there hmm. which they're not going to find too much and does that thought create stress or peace for you when it, you believe that thought it causes me stress and the thought only typically shows up when I'm laying in bed at night when I'm about to go to sleep so it causes me enough stress that it'll like keep me anxious and awake in the evening in the evening yeah trying to go to really? sleep really yeah hmm. not all the time but yeah hmm. that's interesting and I don't know how long I stay up or or I mean uh, yeah it's not like an all night thing I'll fall asleep but it causes hmm. me enough stress for a minute yeah. that I know Wakes I'm thinking about it for a half hour, an hour. Sure. And why do you think that thought shows up? Um, I don't know. Hmm. Hit who, me with it. Who would you be without the thought laying there in bed that somebody might come in and kill you or murder your family? Who would you be without that thought laying there in your bed? I would be be uh I don't know laying there pretty pretty peacefully very because like my f yeah like one of my favorite times is going to bed at night but just laying there relaxed and maybe grateful that for how you know I don't know how great everything was and stress-free and relaxed very stress-free hmm. not anxious yeah. Not yep. waiting, not listening to every sound that goes off. Maybe that's what it came from uh, when mom used to leave and, and no one ever came in, but I used to hear noises and I always thought someone was in the house. Yeah. yeah. So it's crazy. We take past experiences that happen in our world from when we were 5, 10, 15, 20 years old and we, we put those past scary events on the present moment and that's what causes us anxiety or depression in the moment and it's just a thought yeah and none of those thoughts are true but yet that thought keeps you awake it keeps you anxious it keeps you scared keeps you worried 
only because you're believing a thought that you created as a child that you're p- putting on yourself as an adult today. And that's how humans uh, experience anxiety and depression. We take an old event and we put it on the now and it scares the hell out of us. And how do we get out of that? We question the experience and your mind shifts into understanding and seeing what's actually causing that issue to show up. And when you question it, like we just did, asking Chase a couple questions, who would you be without the thought that somebody's going to come in your house and murder you? You'd be calm, peaceful, relaxed, probably sleeping a half hour, an hour earlier, getting some extra sleep in the evening. But as human beings, we don't know how. We haven't been taught or educated in school, in church, um, in our neighborhoods, work settings. No one's ever taught us how to question our thoughts. You question your thoughts, you can clearly understand them, and thought goes away, and then you sleep better. You're happy, you're peaceful, and you can move on, and your present life is much more enriched and exciting and free. You can enjoy your bed. Mm. You can enjoy the moment. And another question that we do with this, the work is, is do a turnaround. Chase said, I'm afraid that somebody's going to come in my house and shoot my wife and myself and my kids. Um, what's the opposite of that thought? I'm, I am, uh, I'm not afraid. Yeah, I'm not afraid that somebody's going to come in my house and murder my family. Yeah. So give me an example while you're laying there in bed. One example of why you're not afraid. Yeah, um, I, an example would be I'm not afraid because, uh, it, like, one, it's never happened before. So I really shouldn't have anything to be afraid of. Um, Two. Another example. Of why I'm not afraid. Why are you not afraid laying there? Um, maybe because there's other, there's other moments around that that I'm not even having the thought and I'm just laying there and, and not afraid at all. Yeah, but why are you not afraid? Give me one example laying there that, that you, you're not afraid. Because the doors are locked. Perfect. There's two. That uh, was my exact same thought. Because the doors are locked? Yep. Three? Give me one more. Because... Or a few more. Um, I would hate to do this or I wouldn't want to do it, but I'd keep a gun close by. So if someone did get in or whatever and I had to. Sure. You've got a a tool of self-defense. A firearm. Yeah. So you could defend yourself. So there's another reason why you wouldn't need to be afraid. Yeah. What's another reason? Um, And I, then I, would, I just had the thought that like, and so if they did break in, I want to shoot them. Cool. If not, like if someone did come in, like they're free to take whatever they want anyways so i guess it really i mean unless they were just coming in to kill and that's it Mm -hmm. um even if someone did come in it'd be like eh, whatever take whatever you want or whatever take whatever you want just don't shoot me yeah just don't kill me so what's another reason why you wouldn't be afraid why are you not afraid that your family's going to get murdered while you're laying in bed? Why else? What's another one? <laughs> this is where we let the uh, client dig deep and find a reason. Wow. This statement may be truer than the original statement of, I am afraid. I'm not afraid. Why are you not afraid laying there? Um, I 
maybe because I'm not actually afraid right now. I'm I'm uh, I'm just recalling a past experience and but I'm not actually afraid now. I'm just thinking in my mind's eye of being afraid in the past, but it's not actually, I'm so I'm not afraid now. I'm just remembering being afraid. Right. Remembering a past experiencing and put it on now, which you technically are still afraid maybe in the moment, but you're realizing you're just remembering a past thought and putting it on the now. Any other thoughts while you may not be afraid of while you're laying there in bed um, if I was asleep I wouldn't be afraid it's a good thought yeah because you're laying in there in bed you're sleeping you're not afraid right right yeah Another turnaround you can do when you do these just on statements and you're not judging an individual would, would be to turn it around to my thinking and my thoughts. So why is your thinking afraid of being murdered? My thinking is afraid of being murdered. How is that true or than the original statement, my thinking is afraid of being murdered. Um, because my thinking is what's providing all of these stories that aren't happening. And um, if they get murdered, these thoughts, or they go away, then I lay there peacefully. So my think, my th my thinking or my thoughts are scared because if they go away, they like they die too, right? Sure. So they're just trying to find a a home inside my like we all want to live. Right. Those thoughts want to live too, and if they die, um, yeah. And maybe your thinking is thinking those thoughts just so your ego can stay alive. Because yeah. it's got a grasp on you, so your ego shows you, let me show you that you're afraid of dying. Somebody's sneaking in your home. But your thinking is actually doing that thoughting, which is scaring the hell out of you. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Cool. Fair. Um, that's it. That'll wrap up our session today. You got any questions or thoughts, Chase, to wrap up? Let's not wrap it up. I'm just getting warmed up. <laughs> you just getting going? I'm just getting fired up. Um, another thought I have at the end of every session, uh, we're going to give you uh, some homework to help keep your mind clean, uh, sane, help you... Uh, see the world a little bit more clearly than maybe you have in the past. We'll try to give you some homework each day. And today your homework is to, if you're not already, is start going to yoga. Yoga has been a huge benefit in my life for keeping some flexibility in my body, back, arms, legs, shoulders, hips, but also helping my mind be flexible and being in the present holding poses, and kind of helping to control the monkey mind. So today your homework is to start going to yoga. There's several different classes of yoga. There's restorative, you know, standard yoga flow. There's advanced yoga, but start out with the, if you're new to yoga, start out with the restorative classes because you just ho hold poses for one to two minutes that are simple, usually lying on your back. Um piece of cake anybody can start there and then as you get into the yoga flow it's a little bit more strenuous but pretty much anybody can do it and then you can move on to the advanced stages so I challenge you to start going to yoga um, I know for people with low back pain it literally can change your life save people from lots of surgeries and and chronic back pain speaking from experience speaking from experience yeah 
for sure. It's a it's a must for me to keep uh, my body flexible, but we're more concerned with keeping the mind flexible on this podcast, and that's why we started it to hopefully we can help you and help the world. And I know when mind mind's clear, I'm a better soul. Um, I'm more enjoyable to be around, easier going, more kind, more loving when I'm understanding and seeing my world clearly. Hopefully this podcast will help all you guys do the same. Uh, I want to thank you guys for all your support. We're doing our best here to change the world one human at a time. Please like and share this with your friends. We can all change the way we see and live in this world together, and hopefully we can we can change the world. Um, you can follow us on Instagram at your turbo lover. I'm your turbo lover. You can email me at the minds gym at gmail.com. The minds, minds plural, the minds gym at gmail.com. And you, or you can uh, uh, private message me on Facebook at Brandon Bickmore. Thanks for listening. We love you all. And we'll, you'll be hearing back from us once a week. Peace out, your turbo lover. Peace out.